Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. So we're at the Fitly Framed Conference 2010, Baltimore, Maryland, Greater Grace World Outreach. Uh, It's a New Year's Eve conference in December, surrounded here in the cafe by a multitude of missionaries, pastors, uh, team members from all over the world, uh, probably touching on every continent, uh, as well as national churches here in the United States. So glad to have you with us. Subject of covering has been a great, great theme, and um, it's beautiful. And the program this morning, the talk from Dr. Stevenson had both the teaching on covering as well as it was a New Year's, it's fairly a New Year's message as well. Um, so speaking about the New Year coming, the New Year coming. The first um, covering in the Bible, I, I, I think the first covering in the Bible was, which is not actually specifically mentioned, but I, I believe it was um, the light of God. I think it was God's light that was the first covering. Because Adam and Eve um, were naked and yet they were not ashamed, both standing before each other and standing before God. And it's Psalm, if you turn to Psalm 104, uh, you know that song, How Great Is Our God? There's a great line that says, He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. And it's that, uh, it comes from Psalm 104, verse 2, uh, where it says that, or it could be one and two, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty who cover yourself with light as with a garment so the Lord covers himself with light as with a garment sometimes we think of a covering being under a covering but uh, it is also being inside a covering because a covering can be on top but it can also be around you and I think we have both, both ideas in the scriptures of having a covering over us like an umbrella or having a covering around us like our clothing. Uh, and so this first covering of light is that which we are actually enjoying right here uh, this moment because the Word of God is is a light in Psalm 119.105 and in 1 John 1.7 we're called to walk in the light as he is in the light and so he wants us to be as much in the light as he himself is in the light that's amazing isn't it the Lord never like says oh, if you would have just 10% of what I have you'll be fine but he wants us to have 100% of what, of what he has um, it says in, in 1 Timothy 6.16 that God dwells or Jesus Christ actually the king of kings dwells in unapproachable light so it's amazing that we can't even really approach God uh, because of the light uh, so how do we have fellowship with that which we can't even approach 
Well, the answer is we're inside with him. Uh, it, and so when it says he dwells in unapproachable light, uh, that's uh, without, without being saved, without being redeemed, without being made one with Christ, uh, it would be un- unapproachable for us. But uh, now we are inside that covering with him. And uh, when Adam and Eve sinned, they suddenly became conscious of their nakedness before each other and they clothed themselves with fig leaves. So that's, a, that's like the second covering you see uh, in the Bible is the fig leaves. And it's interesting that apparently the fig leaves were sufficient enough for their relationship with each other. But when God comes on the scene, they hear the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. The fig leaves aren't enough. They have to go run and hide in the trees. So uh, in our human relationships, people can do pretty well even without the light. They, through human goodness, they can get along. And some couples, some marriages can be very happy. Uh, even as unsaved couples, they can uh, have good marriages, what the world would call a good marriage, uh, because they have a covering of human goodness. But yet that covering is uh, insufficient when it comes to standing before God. And so they had to hide in the trees. Uh, and the trees also didn't work out too well. <laughs> so um, the Lord said, who told you that you were naked? And um, no one had told them. It wasn't something they had to be told. It was something that they knew. And when we're soul winning, um, we can remember that, that People don't have to be told necessarily that they're naked before God because there's an inner sense there in their lives that they are not in a condition where they could peacefully approach God. Um, and in Acts 17, it speaks about that you know, God is um, all around them. In Him we live and move and have our being. Paul is speaking to the Athenians here and unsafe people uh, people that know a lot of philosophy but he spoke to them and it was true what he said and it's also true for us we go out and and speak to the lost that God is all around them Uh, and he is on our side in our our times of evangelism he is is so much there Um, we want to experience the presence of God, we, we will go to church, but also we can go soul winning and experience the presence of God because He's so much there uh, working in that situation as we're talking about individuals. In the context of, of spiritual warfare, that uh, a covering protects us, a spiritual covering protects us of the spiritual warfare. Um, it is easy to see this when any of us have maybe gone out of fellowship with the body of Christ for some period of time or maybe seen it with someone else falling out of fellowship. And it just seems like they oftentimes just get overwhelmed and, and barraged by uh, various things that come from uh, the atmosphere. And 
there is such a such a protection available to us in the covering of fellowship because we fellowship as the people of God and it says that the people of God in 1 Peter 2, 2.9 have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light and the idea they are marvelous is something that is miraculous or supernatural so the calling of the body is to, is to dwell in this, in this light that demons uh, try to hide from so it isn't just that uh, it isn't only that demons uh, can't penetrate it but they also try to get away from it okay so that's a lot of people so a lot of us were saved but we didn't have freedom we didn't have victory uh, we didn't have purity uh, we didn't have uh, rest sense of rest in our life we didn't have a place uh, to function uh, in life until we came into the body and I believe it's because that is where God has placed his marvelous life and that though we were saved uh, we were still greatly uh, harassed and troubled that we didn't even realize it. Or we, we maybe realized it but we didn't realize the source of it but, but oftentimes I believe that was just the spiritual warfare upon us. The devil, knowing we were saved, did everything he could to make us ineffective as believers and, and just keep us in bondage for our whole life. Uh, but really, the body of Christ, coming into the body of Christ, made the difference. And it is, it's, I think, primarily because of the light that has been invested there. Bible with Jesus is placed this marvelous light uh, in our midst and we experience it whenever we come together uh, so the covering then of light that uh, you could say is also the covering of the body of Christ and you could also say it's the covering of love Pastor Moore mentioned about the covering of love on the radio and in 1 Peter 4 8 it says that love covers a multitude of sins and how is it that we can stay together as friends and some of us have been friends for, for over you know for almost 40 years how is this possible to work closely with one another and still be friends that doesn't happen in the world it's because love keeps covering the multitude of sins because we do fail with each other we do get angry or we get upset or we get uh, disappointed or you know various things that can happen in our flesh in our relationships but the light is there and the light of love just keeps covering it and keeps our relationships fresh and pure and new and without knowing one another after the flesh why is it we don't know each other after the flesh because the light is covering us uh, from seeing really each other's flesh and even if we do see it we don't see it even if we do see someone fail it's like we know that isn't even them really 
That's not how we, that's not the person that we really know. So we don't stop seeing them in the light. And this keeps this, uh, this fellowship uh, so pure and so strong. It's, it's a fantastic thing. But if we don't walk in the light uh, individually, then we do begin to see the covering is, is taken away. And we begin to become fault finders and critics. We begin to do things that we didn't even see before. Now we are upset about because we stop personally walking in the light. You know, you cannot live in the body without walking in the light of Christ you know, in your personal life. And so that, that's that's what it boils down to. Here. Um, so those are just some thoughts again. Covering. <coughs> As you can see, our program's a little bit different this week. We're present here at the conference giving you excerpts of the conference itself, the preaching times, the riding in the car, going to an Ikea wrap afterwards. If we are in this world today with God's authority, then we would expect to have an effect here. Be very influential for us to be carrying with us the calling of God, the purpose of God. But but Joab said, why aren't you talking about bringing the king back? He's an exile. And you know he delivered us from Goliath and the Philistines. And you know he is the answer. Now, application. Jesus came, and he's the one with the authority and why aren't people talking about bringing him back and putting him into the middle of American society, in the middle of a family, in the middle of a broken life, in the middle of an empty life, in the middle of a problem? Why aren't we going to bring him back? And this is the beautiful thing about, about covering is that, is that we are learning to hit the right target. Because when there's a divine covering, you get understanding, and you get you are rehearsing again, what's the point? What am I, what am I looking for? What is the point here? What are we shooting at? What does the kingdom of God have to say to me? Where are we going? What is the point? Why, why am I alive? What is Jesus doing? So we are wrong target inclined. Number two, we don't bring the king back because we're passive. They just are careless. They forgot that Jesus is really the one that I need, that Jesus is the one that will give me what I'm looking for. I forgot about it. I even went to Bible class. I've even gone to church 42,000 times. But I forgot about it. There's a passivity. Oh, lighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. Psalm 113. That means a spiritual uh, death. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. Ephesians 5. Awake thou that sleepest. And Christ shall give you life. He's talking to the Ephesians. 
there's nothing there. The believer doesn't bring the king back because he's not excited about it. He's not challenged by what God is saying to him. He's not stirred in his heart. We have to be stirred in our hearts regarding what we're doing. It has to go from our head into our hearts. And we have to say, bring the king back. Oh, of course, bring him back. Where is he? Let's go. Number three. We don't bring him back because we're wounded. And we're not going to bring him back because we don't want to face David. David, David, we, we went on the wrong side. Saying, open the door, and I will come, and I am real. I will come in his sovereignty. And, and that's what a covering is for. A covering is for it to be real. A covering is so that we will have real authority in the storms. That will really be with people that will walk on water, that will really evangelize and share the stories of evangelism and love and forgiveness. We'll be with people that will be kind of excited. Did you see me? Did you see me? I, I walked on the water. I can't believe it. Thomas, did you see that? Did, tell me what it was. Did you video? I want it on YouTube. I mean, Thomas, did you see what happened? That this is a body life with a divine covering that's from God. And in a local assembly, when you're when our people start to say, Yeah, of course bring the king back. Put him right at the head, put him right in the middle. Of course, because that's how our church in Malta, that's how our church in Lee. That's, that's how our churches uh, have life. That's the authority of Christ has been given to us. We need it. We got them. I mean, the Lord is doing it. And it takes time. But our Bible college, I, I think it's the best. I mean, I, honest, I honestly see our Bible college as being awesome. And the training and the future that we have. And it's all based on, it's not that we're great people or we're perfect people, or we actually know what we're doing, but we know this, we got to get the king and put him right there in the middle of our lives and he'll take care of us. He'll give us houses, he'll give us sisters, brothers, he'll multiply them, he'll give us disciples, and we'll train these people so that they have the right heart and mind, and that what we believe would go from our minds into our hearts. Or, or from a natural mind into a spiritual heart and mind, and then we will have a real feeling about it. Two will chase a hundred or a thousand. Two, five, five, Leviticus 26.8. Okay, Leviticus 26.8. Five, five believers will chase a hundred demons, and a hundred believers will put 10,000 Philistines, or, uh, you know, but against prison bodies and powers, demonic powers. Okay, lastly, we're, we're going to have a little wrap after wrap. I think we're going to go up to Ikea 
and hang out just for fellowship because we're not around each other so much through the year. Yeah, we've been making trips. Oh, cool, man. I was, yeah. I was in Nebraska for seven months working. Just, you were? Just got back. Really? We're in a panhandle. We were three hours from Denver. I'm way over the panhandle. Oh, all right. I like it over there. I think we're, just because of population-wise, we're looking at Omaha. Yeah. Because it. because it just seems like it's that triangle. You can easily get to Des Moines and evangelize in Des Moines. And Kansas City's not far. But yeah. I've considered over there because it's not far from Denver. Especially in the panhandle, um, the hearts are really, um, they're tough like the soil and tough like the weather, Lord, and the farming. The Lord, there's some strong people there with strong backbones and strong hearts and strong souls that, Lord, they need to bring the king into their life. They need to put the king on the throne in their life, come under the covering. And we believe that. We trust that. We believe that, God, you're working. Everything works for good, for your glory, and save many, many, many people. Lord, if nothing else, if Alan and I can meet the person there, that would be the firebrand to uh, bring the gospel in a mighty way to the finished work to Nebraska. And we believe this. Nebraska, Colorado, South Dakota, uh, North Dakota, um, Wyoming. The asterisk, we believe it in Jesus' name. Again, Missouri. Yes, sir. Missouri. Iowa. Iowa yes, Lord Missouri, Iowa. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Yes, in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Amen. Yeah, I went to Sturgis. Through that house up there. Oh, you have? Yeah. Really good. We were talking about vision and. Um, oh yeah, vision. Yeah. It's good. The gospel and the and the finished work and the Bible that we learn, taught from the pulpit and it's imparted to us. But it's through the vision that it's made real. Like the rubber meets the road, we see. God moves supernaturally in people's lives and evangelism right. and discipleship in, in the going forward. God teaches us the, um, uh, the who and the what um, and the why um, and the how in the scriptures, but the vision gives us the, the when and the where. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and it's different, like the, the different seasons of our life and different times. Like um, the when and the where changes. You know, um, but the who, you know, Jesus Christ. It's Christ-centered work. Christ, Christ builds His church. You know, the lost. He's seeking and saved. He's, you know, his whole mindset is to seek and save that which is lost. During this age, um, who's going to do it? We are. <laughs> As co-laborers with Christ, God does it, and we step out, you know, and obey the Great Commission to go into the world, and preach the gospel, and make disciples, and baptize them in the life of God and in the character of God. Um, and for different seasons, sometimes you got the different. The different wares. <laughs> Sometimes for it's a while while we're at home living with our family, but then it's off like helping on a team or 
teaching children or, you know, evangelizing in Boston. <laughs> I love evangelizing in Boston. I love evangelizing in Boston. Why don't you bring the king back? And really, you think about it. Okay, so you operating in the flesh or the human being operating in the flesh, they, um, you know, still ruled by fear. Fear is the primary motivator of the old man. Um, still a conscious of their sin and the repercussions of it. And you've rejected this powerful person and this person's now far away from you and maybe you're afraid that to contact and bring this person because of the repercussions. Like the fear of what this person will do because you rejected them. And the ability that they have like, but when you're redeemed and that sin consciousness has been taken away, you want to bring the king back because you know he's your friend. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't hold it against you that you put him in exile. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he's not counting your sin or your trespasses, but he's valuing the, the relationship. So, and you see the value of this powerful person of great influence with the fear element taken away you know yeah. but where there's sin consciousness or passivity or um, you know you're looking at your performance you're looking how you're going to get out of it the last thing you want to do is maybe bring someone in more powerful than you because you're afraid of being displaced or revenge or but I love that like we can come freely, we can come boldly before the throne of grace, because we're no longer conscious of our sin. Like, it's been dealt with. We know that there's been a, a remedy, that there's there's a covering, there's a blood covering right. like that covers my sin and hides it, you know. So the throne of grace is a wonderful place for, for us to come. And we think about going there, you know, where to the person who hasn't believed um, in Christ, the throne of God is the last place they want to be. <laughs> you know, like where the light is bright and would expose their, their, their evil heart. Yeah. What happened or came in or something? I know we have two new churches in India. Got that word this week. Two new churches were planted in India just in December. I don't know how many new churches are planted all over the globe. Probably if we went around this room and spoke to people, each one is aware of different things. So clearly the vision is being multiplied corporately, like a, you know, which we're a part of individually. Yeah, we're, we're talking about blitzing Des Moines in May of 2011. Going out there and, like, we've been making trips to Omaha, but Scott and I want to make a trip to Des Moines, Iowa. Maybe Des Moines two hours away from Omaha. Are you going to... So we can make a trip... I don't know. When we drove, it was only two. Maybe two. And I think if we take the train, the train just chugs right along. I think it's fairly quick. It's even faster. 
was in the fourth grade, we had to do reports on yes. states, you know? Yes. And so I was thinking of that, and I took, I thought, like, what, what, what I, I started with, this, with uh, um, uh, Minnesota, and I took one out, and they can tell you how, like, the state started, the pioneers, what it is today, and you read it, you know? We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. No, no, I'm good. What's the price you got, guys? Can I jump in with you guys? This is a podcast that goes out on the Midwest. I'm just thinking, like, okay, maybe there are young people out there or middle-aged people, or they know they have a call on their life, and they're hearing the grace message, standing here with two men or godly men who've gone forward, pastored, you know, on the mission field, and... Um, yeah, I would say do not delay. Go after God with all of your heart today. We don't know if we have tomorrow, but go after Him today. Get prepared. If you don't if you don't know the Word of God, then you need to learn the Word of God from a finished work perspective. Get thoroughly equipped for this work and then go in whatever direction God sends you. A team evangelism, team concept is wonderful because basically you're you're taking your church with you. You're taking the nucleus of your church with you wherever you go. And uh, opportunities abound. Greater Grace World Outreach. You can visit us on the web and see where we are and, and where we're going. Yeah. But uh, this is what we're here for. This is what we're born to. This is what we're born again for. So don't settle down in America unless you specifically let of God. And if you are let of God to work here in this field, then don't settle down, keep your edge. But uh, we have one life to live, and it's over quick, and then we're going to be with Jesus, so let's serve Him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength today. Amen. This is Pastor David Moore. i got 37 years been doing this. No regrets. 